I like the most. Hello, and welcome to episode 330 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Derek Jones and Eric Freitas, comics creator and the creative team of Urges, now on Kickstarter. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Hey guys, thanks so much for for coming back on the podcast. Let's uh, let's start off with Derek. Derek, um, give us a uh, quick elevator pitch for this book that's on Kickstarter and a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So Urges is a horror, like a body horror comic about a love story between a girl named Yasha or Gianna, who's in love with her best friend Yasha. And her best friend doesn't basically feel the same way. Eric is way better at elevator pitches than I am. <laughs> but it's uh, it's really rad. It's like got horror. It's got love. It's got it's based in Philadelphia. Uh, it's pretty much everything that me and Eric have just wanted to just throw into like a really cool horror comic. And it's built off a lot of the things that we've already established on our uh, working relationship before. Uh, I'm a comic book artist, uh, a little bit of writer. I'm trying to write a little bit more. Uh, I'm based out of Philly, but I'm currently in Chicago. And yeah, we're running this Kickstarter. We're trying to get this thing made. We're so freaking close. Mm-hmm. We're so close. It's so rad. Eric will definitely pitch this way better than me, but I'm just excited, man. We had a good, we had a k- good Kickstarter day. So very cool. So um, let's 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 kick it over to Eric. Eric, um, uh, you've been asked to expand upon the elevator pitch, maybe give us a little bit more. So could you do that and a little bit about yourself? Sure thing. So um, urges is a essentially it's a fucked up story, but it's a fucked up story not because it's a monster story. It's a fucked up story because it's a love story. And the title urges is everything you kind of need to know. It's um it's the, the it's that urge of love. It's that urge of of love when you know you can't have. And uh, it's it's just playing with that monster that's inside of us. And, and not even like maybe in a pessimistic or in a, in a violent way. It, it's just that monster, that, that horrible feeling you get when you can't have what you think you deserve or, or you can't have what you think you love. And uh, it's, it's, we, it's a lot of gore. It's a lot of blood. It's a lot of fucked up shit, a lot of Tim Vigil type of shit. But in the end, in the end, it, it the most fucked up parts of these stories are are the hearts breaking. Um, so, um, with that said, my name is Eric Freitas. I'm a writer, director, actor out of uh, New Jersey. Um, I've um, I've been writing comics for uh, I, I think and now off I would say off and on because every year is not the same as the last, but off and on for ten years. Um, I. I also act. I've been acting for like four or five years. I've also directed, and uh, I've also recently sold a horror script two years ago. Um, so that's me in a pinch, and that's my elevator pitch for urges. Very cool. Uh, no, do you want to lead us off with the first question for the guys? Yeah. So I just want to know whose idea was it for urges or was it because you guys had worked together on and that was the last time we had you guys on, which was three years ago for Gimme That Mummy. Mummy oh, wow. Um, wow. I think. And had you guys started talking about this project then? I'm just curious about the inception of the idea. Yeah. Who came up with it? You know, how did it get developed? All that stuff. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Me and Eric just always just kind of kept in contact. And um, just one day, I just, I, I was watching, I watched back to back. I watched Candy and Raw. And uh, for some odd reason, like, I kind of was like, man, I really want to do something, but, but like, something like these two stories, but like with vampires. For some odd reason, like, I, I don't know, I was just like kind of like on this like vampire kick. And um, I called up Eric and was just kind of like, you know, just playing around with the idea of like, a little bit of like a love affair because um i mean we've all been in those situations like where you you might fall in love with like you know like a girl or somebody like that's like one of your friends and you know it just can't it just can't work out so like that that was kind of happening at the same time too a little bit and so i kind of just threw all that at eric and uh he was like did his magic like he normally does like he was just like all right like well you pitched up to eric he's very like stoic and he just kind (laughs) of sits there and you're like Damn, did I just pitch like the dumbest thing ever? <laughs> like, a week later, he sends you like this sick fucking like this sick like idea and this like it's broken down really nicely. Um, I think the I think the main basis thing that I told him was like I want a love story, 
Uh, I want to be able to draw some cars, like a muscle car and uh, lots of gore. And so, yeah, you know, we kind of, we, we have a really cool working relationship where we just ping pong ideas back and forth to each other. And so that's kind of, I mean, that's how it came about on, on uh, my end, but uh, Eric might have a different. Um, I think me and Derek have been um, circling each other for a long time. So we had, give me that mummy. We worked together on amazing force. One of the short stories. And maybe I'm forgetting one more thing, but um, you know, we've kind of always circled each other for stories. And basically I was at a point where I was pretty much done with comics. And I, I basically told myself, unless someone reaches out to me and says, we want you to do something, I'm not trying anymore. I'm moving on. Um, and I think that's something that like everybody in comics goes through 157 times uh, in their life. But um, Derek reached out to me and he was just kind of like, yo, um, you, I don't know if he said specifically, do you want to work together? But he, he just started talking to me about his fucking stories. And then like one thing led to another. And I was like, yo, what do you want to draw? You know, I, I felt like that um, meme from uh, The Notebook. What do you want to eat? You know? <laughs> um, but I, I was like, what do you want to draw? And like, you know, it, it kind of paused Derek. And I could tell it paused him for a second because I, I guess he's never really thought of it so directly. And he said cars, women, and monsters. And... <laughs> And it may not have been that order, but it was it was something like that. Yeah. And then and then like the monsters and the cars kind of made sense to me. But I asked him, why the women? You know, like why so specific to women? And then he said, Well, he he and I I'll, I always tell people this, Derek. I would say, because you said artists who are good at drawing women separates the men from the boys, essentially. Oh uh, damn. Um, so he said he wanted to push himself to draw women well. And I was like, I you know I respect that. So um I, I would say that was the beginning of it. And then like from there, you know, everything Derek just says, I don't need to reiterate. He, uh, we, we kind of came to urges. Urges, you know, ha had a lot of um, different feels to it. But once we kind of figured out it's a love story first, everything kind of just kind of fell into place. And uh, here we are. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's awesome. And hearing that story and then seeing the way the stuff is credited and the, and the, you, we got to see a preview copy of it. It makes a lot of sense the way you guys do the credits. Cause I think Derek, you're sort of listed as um, at least for one of the stories as so, sort of like the, you know, having the idea and Eric being the, and the, Eric being the scripter. So this sort of, you know, hearing this and then seeing that in the, in the credits page makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that happens enough in comic books. You know, like there's like no like there's not enough uh, story by cre credit to the story by, you know, like I I personally feel like the writer should be the one whose fingertips hit the keypads. You know what I mean? Like the one that's doing that is the writer, um, mm -hmm. you know, over the phone. It, it's kind of like this when D Derek may call me to talk about the way he's going to draw something and whether or not he uses my ideas, say he uses some of them or like I applies them to his panels i don't get any artist credit right um so for me with the writing it's kind of like if i'm going to do the heavy lifting which is like the the key bad strokes you know not to say it's hard but you know what i mean like thinking about it it's like a it's like a reverse math equation a lot of times trying to get 20 pages five panels a page and hitting all these story beats and blah 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 if i'm doing all that you know that's writing by but story by I mean, that's that's the fun part, right? That's that's talking over the phone, mm -hmm. um, bullshitting, throwing bad ideas at each other. Yeah. That that to me is fair. And like we also discussed editor and like, I don't know, I've never had an editor that sits on the phone with you for like one to two hours every week and just throws bad ideas. And like, you know, they're, they're kind of like, eh, do you want to change this? Maybe that. Yeah. No. OK. Mm -hmm. no, it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yes. So for you, Derek, then like, did you have like, a, like, uh, like, what were you drawing on for inspiration for the monsters and the women and things like that? Like, what's like, uh, is that, is there like an influence, like a big influence for you that sort of led you to want to tell a story like this? Oh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> visually, 
uh, JG Jones is like one of my like really good friends and I, I love his man bat story. And I was like, I was like, man, I really want to do something like that. Like cause that, that man bat character is so sick. But I was also just like, I don't want to do like a, I just come off doing like a kind of fan comic. I did like a uh, Dark Souls mini comic. And so I was like, I don't want to like do like another like fan comic necessarily. It's not a bad thing, but I was just kind of like, okay, like, like, let's see if I can just flex something. And, um, and then I was looking at, uh, Elaine, Elaine Dodier, who's like a French artist that draws like, I mean, just like the simplest, beautifulest women. And, uh, I just looked at like what I was doing and I was like, man, I suck at drawing girls. Like I suck really bad at drawing girls. And like, I was like, dude, like, all right let's let's just do it let's just do it let's just figure something out like figure out a story where i can throw all the things that i suck at and that i really want to improve on and hopefully hit the, like some type of mark with um but also just like like i said like watching uh raw and uh this eight this uh hulu series called candy those both had like women like women leads and also i, I just oftentimes feel like um this is gonna sound like i'm trying to get like some clapter but like horror stories where like the woman is like the lead those are usually fucking like my favorite ones that i usually end up going back to and like rewatching and like like alien um man what's another one that just came out all the evil like the latest evil dead stuff so it's like i i just wanted to throw something in there like that and um i don't know maybe i think like a woman sometimes <laughs> so like, like i could i feel like i could write a woman's point of view you know like or whatever but um yeah I just anytime I kept thinking of these stories I just kept thinking of like like women as like the the lead of it so yeah it, it just, hopefully that makes sense like yeah I just I really wanted to do something with just women and like I feel like like I like Eric said earlier like they like a good selling point is an artist that can draw like beautiful women cars basically if you could be JG Jones you know what I'm saying like you got it you, you got this you got a career basically I'm not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then, you know, with going with like your, your, it's been interesting following your art over the like last couple of years because you've leaned heavily more into like you, your inks, like, you know, with um, one thing I was appreciate, one thing I was looking at is just how rich the inks are in this book, specifically like in the forest scenes. Like there isn't a lot of like negative space, it seems like. It's like all, it's all black and distinguishing between I don't know like and then like you get some of those, some cool shapes in that um was that something that like you really wanted to do as well like with, with the horror was just create a lot of darkness and then um sort of have the uh, less less uh less light I'm just yeah curious about that yeah um that's a good question I mean I think for that scene I wanted that scene to be as dark as possible um that whole like eight page story or eight or nine page story that we came up with that first one i wanted it to really be dark like an eric yeah. actually like made it funnier made it like a little bit lighter like i think like the first the first round it was like really really dark like the dialogue was really dark like everything about it was just dark so um yeah i really tried to get atmospheric i mean i, I always look at like charles burns like black hole like every scene that took place in the forest was just like damn near pitch black with just like little highlights around each individual leaf. So I really tried to go for, for that like really kind of dark vibe. But I also I also tried to do something less um, that I'm in the in the past. I've kind of leaned heavily on like shading on clothing and shading on people's like faces and stuff. And uh, that was a crutch, to be honest. Like so I really tried to get away from that. And let the darkness kind of be in the background so that the characters would pop out a lot more. So yeah, that's that's what I was kind of going for with that with those scenes right there. Yeah, and then you do a panel within a junkyard where you get to draw a lot of cars, so you just get <laughs> straight flexing for like a whole Literally, page. Like if an ed I wanted an editor to see these fucking pages and be like, dude, why haven't we can give them something? Like you know, like yeah, the guy can draw. Uh -huh. The guy at least went for it. He drew 30 cars in an eight-page, you know, <laughs> comic. So, yeah. I don't know. You know, yeah. you know how this industry is, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. Yeah. And, um, yeah. 
So you guys have basically divided this uh, issue into two stories. Um, mm -hmm. Was there any discussion on, on the order um, of how you wanted to do it? Um, was there one that was sort of maybe more fleshed out? So you're like, hey, let's go ahead, work on this one first. And that's going to sort of impact how we handle the second storyline. Um, how did you guys work through that? Um, I wish I could say anything close to a yeah, we, we thought about it. But we <laughs> <laughs> but we kind of didn't. I mean, listen, at, at one point we were trying to pitch this to uh, publishers. So there, mm -hmm. there is a four, four, uh, six issue outline that's hanging out somewhere in our Google Drive. And um, but we we kind of we kind of threw that out the window. We decided that we're going to just pump these out. We're the, the, the first actual couple pages was actually part of our pitch, but the pitch was working. Like I, th I think Derek posted it on Reddit, just the the first eight pages, I think, yeah. um, and uh, it it blew up. the The thread blew up. I think I had uh, twenty four hundred um, upvotes, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, and so we were like, maybe we have something here. And then we were discussing what should we do, blah blah blah. And you know, like I was just like, let's just keep this dirty and grimy, and let's just like do another like little short story. And we're just going to keep putting out short stories. And this is before we even agreed in doing a, a Kickstarter. We're just like, we're just going to do this. Because like, I have to, we have to be very aware of Derek's time because he also needs to uh, do his commissions. And his, you know, I know he has uh, two pages a day for a newspaper and stuff like that. So there's a lot of things like that. So I was like, listen, with your schedule, we'll just keep it nice and easy. And, and we're not going to fuck the outline, fuck the pitch. We're just going to do what we can a little by little. And the next little by little just happened to be the second story. So really what this is going to turn into is this is not going to be like four issues or five issues that can be easily packaged into a graphic novel that can be easily pitched as a movie and things like that. This is just going to be its own dirty, ugly series that if somebody wanted to turn into something, good luck, because it's not going to fit nicely into whatever idea you have for your graphic novel book. Like, Sure, I would love to see this as a graphic novel, but I'm not going into this thinking, all right, we're going to land right on 88 pages, and that means a small publisher can can flip this for us pretty easily. No, we're just if the next if the next story takes 32 pages, it's going to be 32 pages. If the next story takes six pages, it's going to be six pages. But we're going to do these, and I think the words we used to each other was like chapters of a book. Yeah. You know, like a chapter of a book can be 10 pages, it could be one page, it could be one paragraph. And we're not going to sit there and, you know, you're already confined by so many mathematical equations with comic books that you don't even realize, you know, your page count, your panel count, things like that. I don't want to sit there and be worried about my six issue outline and my 88 to 100 and something page graphic novel and my blah, blah, blah spec pitch storyboard for a movie show, you know, like, uh, you know, all that stuff that they tell you to do. I, we're not going to do so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think makes sense. I think I think one thing that worked out really well, at least for this this first issue, is that the way you guys have this set up, the the you know, and you guys talked about this about like, you know, the monsters and the and the like the really you know hard emotional beats that we get are from the people, or you know the people when their monsters are when they're in their people form. And the way it's set up is like that that second story hits so much harder after reading the the first story. It's like mm, yeah. the, the heart, it's like double heartbreak. And like, you know, we, we, we experienced double heartbreak and us as the readers were like, oh man, I feel I feel bad for like both of those people. So the way you guys have that set up where we have that first story, that's you know, the the really you know the action. The both of them have action and 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 gore and, and and violence. But the second one is so much more um, impactful after reading that 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 first story. So I I think I think that's a really great thing that happens when you tell them in these in these chunks or in these these chapters. They're not necessarily A to B to C to D. They could be anywhere on the timeline mm -hmm. of these individuals that were that we're following. So I think that works out really well. Thank you, man. I, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's, you know, 
like I said, I, I just didn't want to be confined anymore to the math of comic books, you know? Yeah. So I, I appreciate and, and thank you for pointing it out. You know, it's always interesting for me as the writer to see what works for people. Because I, you know, there's always a point where you, you, in the beginning of the process, of course, there's so many things to like about what you wrote down. You pitched it to your buddy over the phone. You both laughed and you both had, you know, or as um, my acting coach likes to call it, um, uh, oh my God, I just completely fucking forgot. All right. Um, just, uh, oh, room tone. When you pitch an idea and there's that silence, but it's that good silence. Um, and, uh, or it's just good laughs throughout. Um, so you get that, then you start writing and you start rewriting and you know it works because it worked originally. And then, you know, you reread it. Maybe you don't look at it for a week, you reread it. And then you, when Derek draws it up, you reread it. And by then you're just like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. It, it, it worked in the beginning. I know that. But now I'm at the point of the process where I don't know. You know, and that kind of happens to everything, you know, so just to hear you point out specific, like you said specific things that I didn't even think about that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a that's a good observation. But you guys are, are always doing that. So uh, I appreciate you. It was a, I agree with Matt, though, completely. And I, I have a question about the unless Derek, did you have anything to add to that? I'm sorry. No, I mean, literally, I was just going to reiterate, like, um, Eric, I think when you originally sent that 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 second one over that was like maybe like six pages right and we like found a way to like expand it mm. like the second one is just like i'm like when we first started this i'm really glad you guys have like pointed out that emotion i was really hoping like i'm like i'm really hoping that they see the like the emotional range in the in the stories like you know like like the first one we ping-ponged a lot the second one eric sent that over i was like dude i i can't even i'm not even gonna put my dumb writer hands anywhere near this like it's like it's so good it's just like you feel for that kid i don't want to spoil it but it's just like i feel like eric wrote that one from his chest so that's my you know what i mean like i was like dang dude that's his that's his that's his baby so yeah, yeah. and i like how the and um i hope this isn't spoiling it if, if, i think i've seen art from the second part on the kickstarter mm -hmm. at least for advertising it so i won't I'm not spoiling it, mostly for the look of the book. Um, you guys used a colorist for the first couple pages, and then the 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 second story, which I feel like is the the heartbreaker, is uh, is just sort of like uh, monotone, um, like with this like uh, I don't know. This is like a is it a teal or a, I don't know. I might go with color, but. Shout out to Daniel Warren Johnson. I was rereading Space Mullet for like the 80th time, and I just hit blue. <laughs> like when I was coloring, I was like, "God damn it!" Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you use watercolor for that, Derek? Yeah, I used a uh, gouache for that, and okay. it was really gray. And then um, once I scanned it in, I just threw just like a, just like a nice little blue hue because I was reading Ghost World and fucking uh, Space Mullet at the same time. So I was just like, blue. <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> like the the tone you know i think it adds cool. to the emotional aspect of it too everything's just so stark in that book in that in that part of it you know um it adds a sense of melancholy as well like it sort of i don't know feels kind of washed out and bleak in a lot of ways and that sort of fits with the tone of the story as well like there's a a sense of dread was that something that just came to you while you were reading the story or was that something, I don't, yeah, I'm just curious about that choice. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a big dread because like we had pitched, we had pitched that first urges around. We got some good, we got actually the publisher wanted to go with it, but they offered us like such a like really bad payday that we were like, you know, we were both just kind of pissed and we were both sitting there just kind of like, damn, like, is this it? And so, but like, you know, Eric is like really good at just being like, dude, all right, come on, we got this. do another one. And he sent me that. And so I think I took that, like, that dread of just like, we're so fucking close. Like we were like mm -hmm. there and like, there's still some bullshit you got to hit. So like, and then the actual story is like a kid, you know, he's getting close. He's, he's like, I got this weird feeling I'm going to die today. And then he sees this girl of his dreams. And then you know how it goes. So I was just <laughs> like, man, I got to really like, I really got to like hit the emotions in this or like I fail as a storyteller. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I really got to nail all this shit that's in here. And I really got to fucking nail it. Like tone, like 
everything has to be perfect for this. So, I mean, you know, yeah, we got it. You know, what's funny is, is that not again, I hope this isn't a spoiler. This story has the least amount of cars and women in it, but it's still, I, I find that like is the better showcase of all your talents though. Cause it's like, you've got so many great cityscapes and the emotion just shines through. And it's not to say that you don't, get to show off like your great use of like, you know, you're, you're a very technical artist. Oh, so like, you know, your use of shapes and, and things like that is very, is very prevalent here. And you do get to see the two main characters at the beginning of the book. You get these great gestures in the classroom, but it is like, like both of you guys, like your full range of talent is on display in these 10 pages. Hey. Um, but I, so it's cool to hear that emotion behind it. That's really cool. I wanted to kill Eric when he sent it over and it said he walks down the stairs into a college classroom. He's like, this motherfucker, dude. I got to draw it. I was like so pissed. I was like, oh my God, how am I going to pull this off? I hate those scenes, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, hey, man. You know, I, I just write the words. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, that's that's you guys to figure out you guys pick that all the camera angles and how many kids you want to show i just write classroom you know and I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah and derek like you don't skimp on the backgrounds here was that something you were sort of like telling yourself like just gonna draw as much detail on each page yeah um i mean it's my influences man i mean like i look up to like jg a lot of french artists uh dan warren johnson james heron and all these guys man they're just 100% rounded artists, you know what I mean? And like, I'm technically like in the indie world, so I can really fuck off and just draw characters, you know what I mean? And like literally no backgrounds. But like, I'm like, you know what, dude? Like, I'm not gonna get to their level if like I skimp. And so even if it looks like shit, I'm gonna go for it. Like, I'm gonna try to draw the shit out of it as best as I possibly can. Um, so yeah, I was really, uh, yeah. Like I said, and I was angry too, man. I was pissed at the industry, man. I was like, man, they don't like really again. Well, here's another one, you know. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> Punk comic one. maker, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's so awesome. No, that's good. No, we get it. Matt and I get it completely. Yeah. I just need to learn how to channel that in my comics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. When we have people on that are, are running a Kickstarter, we usually talk story and then we talk crowdfunding for a little bit, but I don't want to switch to crowdfunding before um, and make sure Noah's had a chance to ask all of his story and art questions. If I think of something, I, I'll I'll interrupt it and, and break the flow per usual, Matt. So yeah, <laughs> yeah no worries. Go ahead, ask Kickstarter page. So um you know, you guys have had a number of routes to make books. You know, you guys have worked for other folks. You guys have, Eric, you've had a, a short with TKO. Um, so you've, you've gone to publishers. How much of the crowdfunding world um, have you been part of? I, Me personally, I haven't crowdfunded something since 2000. And thirteen, maybe I was uh, I I was crowdfunding some short films, uh, uh, then when Kickstarter I think that's like the first one or two three years of Kickstarter around that time. Um, I haven't done anything since then, and um, I didn't want to at all. It's like a it's like a third fucking job, you know. Like it's yeah, it, it's it's a lot of work. You worry about it all day. You hit reload on the page. You get depressed. And, uh, but you kind of just have to put your head down and keep going. Um, so I kind of knew from experience from, um, 10 years ago that, uh, it's a lot of work and, but you know, whenever I, anytime I get emotional or anxious or anything like that, I just, I just focus on the actions and not the emotions and the action was to start promoting it. So, you know, going to my local comic book stops, uh, stores and leaving QR code posters, going to my coffee shops, hanging them on the cork boards, um, emailing comic book shops, um, reaching out to people, writing emails, uh, social media posting, just like be so busy in the work that you stop being anxious. And then, um, you know, but the cycle starts all over again the next day when you hit reload and there's like, no one gave a fucking dollar. Are you kidding me? And then, you know, but then all of a sudden you, um, you know, you catch these, uh, 
these like uh windfalls i guess where people start giving a lot you're like oh my god what do i mean derek are like trying to re reverse engineer what we did in the last 24 hours to get like more people to give like wait, wait, wait what do we what do we what do we do well yeah. what times you post you know you know and then you're like figuring that out so it, <coughs> it's fun <coughs> it's a fun experience it's, it's hard work and um i hate it i'll probably do it again and i'll hate doing it again <laughs> <laughs> oh my god eric speaking all our hearts feelings yeah, I don't think I have to. I don't think I have to answer my ask my uh, standard Kickstarter question, to Eric. No, I think we got uh, all the answers. I usually, if somebody's on for you know, they have a Kickstarter, crowdfunder, some sort of um, you know project going on, I ask them like, "Are you frantic? Are you refreshing the page every thirty seconds? Are you able to chill, go walk the dog, come back?" But I think we have our answer here uh, from from Eric. Um, yeah. Derek, how about you? Um, checking pages or checking the the page all the time, going to do stuff and whatever it is at the end of the day is what it is. Oh man, dude, this shit's ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> ruined my life, dude. Eric's had to call me. Eric, Eric's called me and like talked me off the ledge like at least ten times, dude. I'm like, dude, we should just call it. <laughs> we're done. There's no way we're gonna make this. <laughs> Like, yeah, I can never, I can never understand it when we have somebody who's on here that's like, oh, you know, I'm, I, I, you know, I hit launch and I check once a day and whatever it is is what it is. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm a maniac. I'm refreshing pages every thirty seconds. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing yeah. wrong? Is so, you know, are are people seeing my post? Am I just yelling into the void? Um, how are you guys handling the sort of the you know, we all experience this as with crowdfunder is, is, is you launch spike a couple of days, everything's going well. And then middle of the, the campaign crickets, it's like, is and then, and then there's a spike at the end, which I'm hoping you guys are going to experience like everybody else. Um, how are the sort of the highs and the lows when you, you know, you, you launch, you know, they, you know, they give you the projections. You're like, Hey, you're going to have, X amount of followers and Y amount of funds, and then you get into the middle, and it's like, oh, am I going to make it? Um, how is your approach in the middle of the of the crowdfunding campaign? Oh, yeah. Well, for the middle was, um, oh man, middle sucked. Uh, the The middle was when I was truly like, all right, I'm going to have to do everything I don't want to do. I'm going to have to. <laughs> I'm going to have to get in the car. I'm going to have to drive to these towns. And I'm going to have to hand out flyers like I'm some like 21 year old college kid with a band. And uh, but and like, you know, who knows if it's going to work. But I need to know, know that when I look if this fails and I look back on that midweek, that midweek slump or mid uh, Kickstarter slump to know that, like, I didn't just sit there on my butt. I can at least be like, OK, you at least tried, you know. Um, so, like I said, like I said before, uh, whenever I, I find myself getting anxious or emotional, I, I focus on the actions that I, I can do. And uh, mm -hmm. that was it. You know, there, there there's a it's 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 terrible, man. You know, I was having my wife check for me so I wouldn't have to look for some reason. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it, it's terrible, man. But like, you know, it's uh, like anything else in life. You, you just really have to. Just ignore your your treacherous mean asshole brain that's gonna shit on you and make you feel like insignificant and just worry about the things you can control you know because your brain your brain's yeah. gonna gonna lie to you all the time because your brain just wants to relax and like sit on the couch and watch movies you know yeah. so it's like why why'd, why'd you do this dumbass you know we could have just <laughs> but you now you're all worked up and now i'm gonna make you feel anxious how do you like that and you have to be like, shut the fuck up, brain. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. I'm getting in my car right now. All right. Um, that's that's I feel how like I'm getting therapy through you guys this time around. This is good. This is a good interview. But Derek, how do you handle it? Um, horribly. I mean, like that slump, I feel like we just got out of it. Um for some odd reason, um, we, yeah, we just got out. I think like we, you know, we both 
just kind of like did like put put the feet on the ground like you said just went to coffee shops went to went to like record stores went to a bunch of uh comic shops around me and eric and um i think if that happens to you like i guess if anybody's gonna like do one at that point try to hit up like the retailers like instead of like trying to just keep on focusing like on like the fan base um we kind of had this idea where like why don't we just hit up like comic shops because we have like a retailer incentive and uh that actually helped out a lot because then that, that was like okay cool like these guys like it enough to buy five copies rad and uh, it actually helped our numbers like kind of blow up a little bit and um also just don't be afraid to get like heartfelt like my girlfriend yesterday was just like dude you need to like you need to like not milk it but she's like yo you gotta like tell like you gotta tell these people like you're independent like they did they probably are looking at this thinking that like you have a publisher or something or like, you know what I mean? They don't know what Kickstarter is. They don't know like that. It's like you being like, I am putting this out by myself. If this fails, this fucking fails and no one gets it. Like no one gets anything. So I think once we really kind of put that into the messaging, like people were like, Oh shit. You know, they kind of like kicked it back up. And so we've been experiencing, um, last two days have been very, very, very good. Um, a lot of people are coming out strong and, and supporting. Yeah. And so, yeah. I, but I mean, like I said, man, like, I mean, you guys are about to launch one too. So, you know, anxiety inducing, man. I mean, I, I don't know how to beat that fucking part, dude. Like, you know, and it's like, how can you not check every two seconds and start <laughs> doubting yourself? And, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I wanted to add a, a, a one thing. Like, don't be afraid to talk to the owners of these stores. You know, I, I walk in and like some of these comic book stores, I already know the, the guys or um, and, um, you know, I walk in and, you know, they're they're cool enough to, you know, I, I start saying, hey, you know, if I can just hang it up, please. And some of these guys cut me off. It's like, no, 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 no. Give me all your flyers and everyone that comes in to buy something today. It's Wednesday. I will put it mm -hmm. in their book, you know, and I was like, wow. And like two comic book stores, shout out to Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey and Eastside Mags in Montclair, New Jersey offered that without any prompting for me just like cut me off I was like no no this is how we're gonna you know so like thank you very much guys for that and mm -hmm. it's like don't be and i I'm, I'm saying this because i'm an artist too and i have two sides of me i have the side that wants to make no eye contact and just like do what i gotta do and and hopefully people send me more money for it you know <laughs> and then there's, there's the side of you that like uh you know that i learned the hard way from years ago in the comic cons and like introducing yourself to people and that whole awkward thing where it's like i'm really at the point where i i feel um sometimes i feel like i'm turning to a sociopath because i i no longer fear an awkward interaction with anyone um because of the years of, of doing that and like trying to pitch and like how many times have i pitched and failed you know what i mean like mm -hmm. as a writer and like even mm -hmm. now as an actor I'm, I'm auditioning i'm pitching and failing i'm pitching and failing I it, it I, I swear to you it's something clicked I don't know if something clicked in my brain that's good or bad but like I no no longer fear the the awkwardness of saying hey this is what I'm doing this is what I want to do do you want to help no okay cool you want to talk about something else or do you want you know, or do you want me to go away you know what I mean like it doesn't, it yeah doesn't, it doesn't um because like so much of this industry is a numbers game. And the more you pitch, the higher chance you have to get the person that says, you know what, I love that. And I'm going to help you out in whatever way. And um, so, yeah, I, I would say I'm only giving this to, to my art fellow artists out there. Don't be afraid to keep pitching and meeting the owners of these places face to face. One guy told me, no, I walked into this punk rock T-shirt store. I had all kinds of horror T-shirts. I was like, oh, this is in the bag. This is going to be easy. The guy just looked at me, looked at my thing and said, no, and I was like, there <laughs> was a part of me that wanted to say why, but his eyes let me know, like, don't even continue. So I was like, so I just walked out. Like, what are you going to do? I kept, I kept it moving, you know? Um, so, um, but that 10 years ago, I probably would have to like sit down and think about what just happened. What's wrong with me. And was it like, was I not confident enough in my, you know, all that fucking treacherous brain shit. But like uh -huh. I by the time I, I got down the block, I was like, this is gonna be a funny story to tell Derek later. You know, and that's it. That's all my <laughs> that's all I thought of. So that's, yeah, that's so great. one piece of advice. 
Yeah, I was talking with someone over the last the this past weekend about how do you deal with rejection on that level of something that's this close to you? Because I, in my day job, I deal with rejection all the time, but I don't, you know, I, I don't, I can't say that I, I I care obviously and that it provides a paycheck, but that's something that's this dear to you. That's part of who you are. That pitching and rejection and things like that. Just keeping at it sounds like the way to get past that heartbreak constantly. Or in your guys' case, converting it into a comic that, you know, but that like, uh, yeah, that that's really cool to hear, um, Erica. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that might do it for us. Uh, Noah, do you have uh, any final questions for the guys? I don't have any final questions. I just want to say, like, I have no doubt in my mind that this is going to fund like I was, I have had, I have your comic open and the Kickstarter open on my phone while we've been interviewing and I've been switching back and forth just to check it. And I saw that it went up while we were talking. So I think you guys are going to be good. You guys oh, wow. are good. This book is great. It's showing it. You know, I think the fact that you well, the fact also that you guys just launched it, like you didn't put up a pre-launch or anything like that. Like it was just sort of like one day I saw Derek just like just like yep it's just on there like it's it's doing really well and I think that just shows how good of a book it is because it's yeah you guys did a really good job and hey. uh yeah and you're doing a great job promoting it too because you're on this show obviously um but <laughs> one last yeah. thing too uh don't do that do a pre-launch <laughs> yeah 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 oh my god hey like like 24 hours later you're like what, what did we do yeah. We yeah fucked it all up we fucked everything oh, up i kind Shut of up. i'm kind of jealous like i mean like, like i i don't know i think i'm too scared of it but i kind of i'm jealous of the balls that you guys have where i'm just like you just did it and i was like oh wow i wish i could just do it like you know and not worry about it you know what yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna accept the compliment and let's call it balls and that's like yeah. let's not it's call balls. what it really is which is uh, <laughs> stupid <laughs> no. no it was no. uh yeah no Man. You guys are doing great. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Um, oh, I was going to so, ask you, just uh, talk about the, I guess, rewards and things like that. Like, uh, obviously, the book is the big reward, but, like, what, what else are you guys offering? Yeah. So, uh, oh, shit. I just dropped something. Oh, no. Okay. Um, I have, like, an egg that I've been drawing, and it, like, just cracked. And it's an old uh, egg. So that's going to be horrific to clean up. But oh, uh, shit. Kickstarter, we've got some really sick rewards. Uh, we actually kept it pretty straightforward this time. We really didn't want to go overboard with like the extra stuff. So mm -hmm. what you'll get is um, you get a book. There's a digital copy. Uh, we have two different covers. We have a wraparound cover that uh, shows like tells a little bit about the story. We have a very like kind of graphic designy. Um, I kind of designed it thinking of like my favorite Deftones album, White Pony, in mind. Um, we've got for twenty five dollars, you get the physical book and a four by four sketch of like whatever you want, uh, pencil and ink sent to you. Uh, we've got a retail exclusive. You'll get for thirty five dollars plus shipping. You'll get five discounted copies. You'll get three copies of the wraparound cover, two of the red version. We've got the super edition where for $150, you'll get a four by six sketch card, physical copy of the book and a choice of an original page from the book. And then we just added the super duper edition today, which is for 250 bucks. You'll get two physical copies. You get the blue version and the red version plus a nine by 12 original frame commission of whatever you want sent to you. And uh, if we make three grand, I made some stickers and everybody will get some stickers. So sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And uh Derek, you'll be at Heroes, right? You guys yes. uh um any other cons planned for this year? I might be trying to go out to PXC, which is a Philly Comics Expo. It's uh it's pretty new, but uh it's in its second year. So um you know, if the art gods bestow the boy with some extra skrilla, might be making their way out, <laughs> might be making my way uh Philadelphia side. To go check that out so i'll have some copies of urges with me and i'll have some copies of urges um with me at heroes so yeah nice and... nice both of you guys at heroes i'm i'm pending i'm pending okay. i want to go um um but uh we'll see we will see 
if uh, could we push you over the top by letting you know that Noah and I will be at uh, Heroes Con? That that does help the situation. That does help. The <laughs> but that, what would be even better if you and Noah were at my house babysitting while it was happening? Uh, then I could definitely. I, I, okay, I've, I've moved. I've, it's steep, I've moved but we'll make it happen. Babysitting age. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, man, give us money so we can keep feeding these babies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should have awesome. bought that, Eric. You had to <laughs> Yeah, I had too many of them. That's my problem. And I'm a yeah. fucking idiot. And I, I want to feed them with horror comic books. I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have so many after this. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, so as we close up, um, I think I'm going to ask Eric to do the, the elevator pitch plus here um, about the book. Um, so, Eric, can you do that and let people know where they can go to follow you online? My uh, Instagram is E C F R E I T S. That is my Instagram. Um, don't I don't want you to have high expectations on my Instagram. I'm not looking to uh, to uh, to impress you with my Instagram. What I am looking to do is to tell you what I'm doing, and what I'm doing is doing this Kickstarter and this Kickstarter with Derek Jones. It is urges the outlaw horror comic. It's um, it's monsters, love, and everything horrible in between. And uh, yeah, if you fo- and you could also follow me on Twitter with the same thing, E C F R E I T S. I want you to have even lower expectations on that. <laughs> <laughs> I speak even less on that. In fact, I got to be honest with you guys. I fucking hate social media, and I don't even. It's not even like I, I'm trying to be cool. I I, I just really hate it. Um, and, um, as once someone once told me, dude, if, if it bothers you that much, don't do it that much. I was like, you know what? I'm not, but I got to also be honest, same breath. Social media has also given me some of the greatest opportunities in my life. So fuck that devil AI shit. Um, and put him in this weird situation. I I'm, I'm kind of ranting right now. I'm sorry guys. But, <laughs> uh, um, with that said, with that said, yeah, uh, check out the Instagram. My profile link is the uh, is the Kickstarter page. I'll be po- I'm posting every day, so you'll be able to see it. I am going to be posting more, regardless of what the uh, how I feel about AI. Um, so uh, check me out. Go up, right, cool. Eric, man. That was awesome. Yeah. So, Derek, uh, where are the best places to follow you? Best place to follow me is Scuds Inc. It's uh, S-K-U-D-S-I-N-K on Twitter and Instagram. My Twitter's new. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly over there posting about when I'm um, streaming on Twitch. Uh, Twitch, I'm on there as Blockheads Pod. Um, you can catch, catch me streaming every Tuesday and Wednesday at night, 10 p.m. EST. And, uh, yeah, the, follow me on both. I mean, the Twitter, I'm, I'm just getting popping. Like, I've just mm-hmm. been po- posting stuff on there. I like Twitter a little bit more because you can post full images. You don't have to crop anything. Yeah. You know, Instagram, I'm on there a lot. So, yeah. Fuck AI. Is the, is the, is the Twitch um, stream, like, you, like, drawing? And, like, uh, mm-hmm. if somebody's an artist and they just want to, like, you know, I've found a lot just – having something on in the background or somebody else is doing something creative and I'm sitting down to like sketch. That's very helpful. So is that what you're doing on Twitch? Oh yeah. 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 That's um, awesome. I usually will either come up with something to draw for that uh, stream. I don't really, I do comics on there from time to time, especially if I'm like kind of like on a deadline. Um, but okay. I really like to just kind of like have like a little like sketch that I usually will either pencil and ink or ink or I'll paint, I'll paint a lot on there a lot. And um, my buddy who I share that channel with, he streams video games and every now and then we'll do a crossover where, you know, I'll draw some fan art based on the uh, video game that he's playing. Very cool. Well, we'll link, uh, we're going to certainly link the, the Kickstarter in the show notes and I'll link everybody's, social media um uh, so we can get eric some more some more followers so that he can uh be more upset with uh how many followers he has and stuff like that so. yeah you know like don't don't follow me i don't want you to follow me i don't want you to hit me up. i don't want you to know what i'm doing but how about this see come see me in real life See yeah. me at Track Five Coffee Shop. See me at Eastside Mags in Montclair. See me at Rogue Comic Book Shop. Catch Eric Freitas in real life. Don't just like follow me on the internet, you weirdo. Find me. <laughs> Find, me in the <laughs> Find me. 
<laughs> find me working. I I work. I write in coffee shops in Rawway and uh, was it Box and Joe? I I, I like uh, the West in uh, the West in uh, Brooklyn, um, just to name a few places. So yeah, find me. How about that? Find me in real life, and I'll I'll chat you up. I'll I'll buy you a coffee. Uh, have us <laughs> all right there. Dude, <laughs> someone finds you <laughs> yeah <laughs> that could have been an incentive for our kickstarter to have coffee yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's a reward that's oh good. yeah that's a really good reward <laughs> awesome guys well i'm super excited for this book you know i have um Same. seen a preview copy but i've also been a backer i i need to have it uh in print for myself so it's a uh, in the library of many thousands and thousands of comics that I, I need to read and hold on to. So this is going to be one of those. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for this book. Thanks um, man. More to come cool. too. Thank no, you. No, yeah, I'm excited for it. We, we need to, we need to touch base when we get, uh, when we, we work on the next issue. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So there will be a second Kickstarter link in the show notes. It's going to be for, Cosmic Caveman. That is the <laughs> first book that is written by Noah, um, art by Clint Kaiser. Um, and we have a number of uh, variant uh, covers. Um, we have a variant cover by Travis Wells, who did Mossvale for us. Um, Ertan Sehan, who's a Turkish artist that Noah and I have worked with a lot. And one that we have yet to reveal um, anywhere uh, by Gonzalo Ruggereri, who I'm working with on um, Metal Eagle. Um, that one is super awesome, and we are keeping that one close to the vest, um, and we will share that with everybody um, either on launch day or shortly after, but we love it so much, we're just keeping it private for right now. So that's going to be yeah. in the in the show notes. Um, if you want to follow our podcast, we are on Twitter, and that is at ConstructCompod. Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod, and Facebook is Constructing Comics. Eric, who loves social media so much, follows us on all of those platforms. He so does. you should be like Eric and, and follow us as well. Just want to thank everybody for um, listening. Please be safe, be nice to each other, and go out there and make some comics. Thank you. <laughs>